الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وانك لعلى خلق عظيم صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters Alhamdulillah It is with the fazl and the karam of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala his special grace his special mercy that we are given the opportunity to be discussing aspects about deen this is a great ni'mat and a great bounty from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala we often do not sufficiently appreciate this or make shukr for this that Allah Ta'ala gives us this opportunity without regarding ourselves as better than anybody because the end result is what will count we don't know our end result or anybody else's end result but just for the sake of ibrad just for the sake of taking a lesson and to understand what allah taala has blessed us with especially now as students in the madrasa the entire day there are numerous moments in the day times in the day when you are listening to something or the other about deen about the greatness of allah tabaraka wa taala about rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam about the sahaba ikram about the pious personalities of the ummah about the virtues of various amal and good deeds about aspiring for the hereafter and all these aspects that are derived from the quran and the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so there are numerous moments in the day when your ears are listening to quran and hadith when your ears are listening to that which is inspiring you towards allah tabaraka wa taala which is taking you towards the real success of dunya and the hereafter so think about this and on the other hand unfortunately there are many people who the bulk of the day their ears are listening to shaitan and the agents of shaitan and the instruments of shaitan there's music there's some haram talk there's backbiting there's other evils your eyes have been blessed with the opportunity for numerous parts of the day how many hours perhaps might all be combined to uh, it'll all add up to hours in the day when your eyes are looking at the quran sharif or at some hadith sharif or some kitab regarding some aspect of deen some fiqh or sirat or some other thing that is taking you closer to allah tabaraka wa taala so your ears are engaged in this your eyes are engaged in this and when the ears and eyes are engaged in looking at the quran sharif listening to the quran sharif to the hadith sharif to other aspects to other kitabs of deen then the heart is also being affected by that naturally So what a great 
gift and bounty of Allah Ta'ala this is. And on the other side, there are some who unfortunately, their eyes are looking at haram for the bulk of the day. Their ears are in haram, engaged in listening to haram for the bulk of the day. As a result, their hearts and minds are immersed in haram thoughts almost the whole day and night. So what a great gift Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with that Allah Ta'ala brought you into this group. While looking at what is taking them closer to Allah Ta'ala, listening to what is taking them closer to Allah Ta'ala, and conditioning the heart in this direction. We really cannot be grateful enough to Allah Ta'ala for this bounty and this great ni'mat. And therefore we have to keep making shukr for it. لَإِن شَكَرَتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Allah Ta'ala says, if you make shukr, you are grateful, I will increase the bounty for you. So the first thing is to recognize this as the bounty. Unfortunately, we often don't even recognize the bounty. We take it that this is just one of those things. And some are unfortunately not even happy over the bounty. Sometimes this happens also. The person has a very valuable thing, like the child. The child has been given, the two, three year old child, a very valuable diamond. And the child is looking at some others eating some ice cream outside. And the child is feeling dejected, feeling depressed that they gave me this one stone and others are having ice cream. The child now wants to throw the stone away, wants to throw the stone at the person who gave it to him. I don't want this. I want that ice cream. What a fool the child will regard himself as the day when he realizes what I threw away and what I took. So unfortunately, we also sometimes don't understand, don't realize, don't appreciate what bounty Allah Ta'ala has given us. Allah Ta'ala has put us in an environment where we are listening to deen, looking at deen, our hearts are being inspired with deen, and we are being taken closer to Allah wa Ta'ala. This is something that we have to consciously make shukar for. Mention this ni'mad. Take the name of this bounty. Ya Allah, this is your gift that you brought me in an environment of deen. Ya Allah, this is your ni'mad that you have allowed my eyes to be looking at Quran Sharif. So many people's eyes are only looking at haram. They are looking at total filth, at novels, at other things. Ya Allah, you enabled my eyes to be looking at the Quran Sharif, to be looking at the Hadith Sharif, to be learning Masail of Fiqh, to be reading the books of Sirat, to be engaged in other things that bring me closer to you. Ya Allah, this is your gift. I am not worthy of it. I didn't deserve it. But out of your grace and mercy, you bless me with this. Ya Allah, you do not, ya Allah, do not allow me to get deprived of this due to my ill deeds, due to my lack of appreciation, due to not making shukar for this. Ya Allah, don't deprive me. Ya Allah, I am now making this verbal shukar, make my heart also make shukar. Ya Allah, this is your gift. So when we will do this regularly, inshallah we will start appreciating this ni'mat. And then we will realize what is true value. Unfortunately, like that child, that stupid foolish child, well that's a child's age, we might not necessarily call him stupid and foolish at that age, but he will regard himself as a total fool when he grows up and thinks what he did. That he threw away that diamond worth millions for a ice cream that is worth a few rands. What a fool he'll regard himself as. 
but that child doesn't have the understanding. So the child put value in what was really without value. Likewise, because we don't understand what is the value of the gift Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with, we start putting value to other things and start regarding other things as very, very great. And unfortunately, this has become a general thing where there is only value being given to artificial things, worthless things sometimes. And where there is true value, people don't understand, don't appreciate it. And don't want to make any effort for it. That is one of the reasons why the makeup industry has become one of the biggest industries worth billions. The cosmetic industry, makeup industry, worth billions. Why? Because we try to make ourselves what we are not. Because we don't have real values. One is there is some specific place for it. Somebody is married and they are doing something for the husband that is in its place. But apart from that, what is the need for this? What is, I mean, why must a person make themselves up, plasticate themselves to show who? As we said, there is its specific permissible use in a specific context. But apart from that, then this is just that same artificial world. So now people plaster themselves up and try to make themselves what they are not. Artificially present themselves to the world. An artificial person. And like people have artificial limbs, that's out of sheer necessity, person unfortunately had an accident and the person lost a hand or lost a leg. So now they put on artificial limbs that is now out of sheer necessity. So now we try to put up an artificial look. So this artificial look is because we don't have, unfortunately sometimes, real values. A person who has real values they are comfortable with themselves. Not that they feel proud about anything or that they feel that uh, they are better than anybody, but they don't feel the need to make themselves artificially something else, which they are not. They don't try to attract somebody's attention towards themselves with artificial things. Their natural qualities, which are real values, the true respect that they have within themselves, the respect they have for their parents, the respect they have for their elders, the respect they have for their muallimas, the respect they have for those who are their contemporaries, their own friends. They have respect within them. They don't treat people with disdain, don't look down upon others. They don't treat people with, uh, like in a, in a rude way, abrupt way. They have respect for everybody. As a result of the respect they have for others, that is the same the example of that ball that we spoke about previously, that when it is thrown on that wall, and it comes back. So when they throw, throw is not in the reality of the sense throwing like in a bad way, but when they pass on this respect, then this bounces back towards them. 
others also give them the same respect. So now they are already being respected. They are already being considered in a good way. So now they don't need to attract anybody's attention. But when a person doesn't have real values, respect is missing, haya is missing. When a person has haya, now the person has haya, she is herself very bashful, which is a natural quality of a woman. woman. But this natural quality, this gets destroyed very easily also. When a person subjects themselves to environments of, when people subject themselves to environments of shamelessness, to things of shamelessness, they are reading those filthy novels, they are looking at haram, they are talking evil things, they are thinking about haram, then this shamelessness starts setting into the nature of that person, which is not natural, it is unnatural, shamelessness is unnatural. But the natural haya starts leaving. Now that is a val- that is things of value, that is real worth. And when a person had the haya, so she was naturally bashful, modest, shy, she wasn't somebody bold, so this bounces back. Now she's dealing with others in this bashful manner, in this modest manner. So others are also likewise bashful and modest in dealing with her. So now this respect is there, that haya is there. She is considerate, she has compassion, kindness in her heart, forgiving nature. So now others are dealing with her likewise. So in any case, without wanting to be given any consideration, without asking for any attention, that person is now given consideration, that person is given respect, that person is given honor, because of the natural qualities within one, which are the real aspects of value. But when people are lacking in these values, it might be there to a minimal amount, but it's not really there, it's not to the extent it should be there, then people try to now enhance themselves artificially. Now with brand labels. That who am I? I am Reebok. That's what I am. I am not me, I am Reebok. Can't you see the label I wear? I am Adidas. This is what I am. I am not who my name is. I am now Adidas. What am I? I am whatever all the other brands that are running now on cloaks and whatever else, I am Bidun Isam. I got a name, but my name is Bidun Isam, without name. That's what Bidun Isam means. Without name, that's my name. That I am this brand now. I am no more who I am. So I am no name brand. So, now we try to enhance ourselves. There's no harm in buying something of good quality, but we We need to look within ourselves, am I buying a label or am I buying quality? Am I buying a label or am I buying an attention-grabbing device? This will really grab the attention of people. So am I I an attention-seeker or what am I? If I am comfortable with myself, I truly have good values within me, I won't be trying to grab attention with artificial things, with brand labels, with designer labels, and with plastering myself 
like some artificial person, some ghosts came from somewhere. That won't be the case then. There will be humility. There will be the effort to try and stay out of the limelight. Unfortunately, people's effort nowadays is to try and catch the limelight. Because they don't have real value. So now they want to grab the limelight. Behave in a way where they become the center of attraction. Talk in a way that they become the center of attraction. Whereas, this talking in this artificial way, people sometimes bring in an artificial twang. One is somebody is coming from a country, somebody lives in England now, and they come to South Africa, so they're going to talk with an English accent. That's a natural accent there. It's not something that the person is doing artificially. Now somebody lives in America, and they come from America, they're going to talk with an American accent. But now somebody is a thoroughbred South African Indian. Can't change that. Now the South African Indian manner of speaking is known. But now the person becomes an Americanized talker. He's talking with a twang. And talking with a... Twisting the tongue and a accent. Why? Because now people must look, wow, look at this person. She seems to have attended some private school maybe. And maybe she's living in a upmarket suburb. And uh, maybe she probably owns Bidun Isam. So, now she has to talk like that. Whereas in the Hadith Sharif, this talking with this twang artificially Regarding this, in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it is reported from Abu Sa'laba Khushani radiallahu ta'ala an. This is a hadith of Targhib, where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that, Inna ahabbakum ilayya wa aqrabakum minni fil akhira mahasinakum akhlaqan. That the most beloved to me and the one who will be closest to me in the akhirat is the one who has the best akhlaq. Again, this this is the first part of the hadith. What actually we coming to is the second part. But the first part of the hadith again highlights what is real value. Can you imagine? This is value. This is what will bring so much of value. This is so valuable. It has so much of worth in it that it will make the person among the closest to Nabi Wasallam. Now that is worth something. That is worth more than the whole world and what it contains. That a person gets closer to Nabi Wasallam. He becomes more beloved to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying that you want to become close to me, you want to become my beloved, then bring good akhlaq in yourself. This is what will make you worthwhile. This is what, what, is, what will make you valuable. Not the artificial value. Artificial value is worth nothing. That makeup, after a few hours, it looked like that person ran into a train or something. So what's the worth of that? It's just a, just make-believe. Like just all fiction. What is really worthwhile is what is inside. So let us enhance the true qualities within us. So Nabi Salaam is saying, the one who is most beloved to me, among the most beloved to me and the closest to me in Akhirat will be the one with the good akhlaq. وَإِنَّ أَبْغَضَكُمْ إِلَيَّ وَأَبْعَدَكُمْ مِنِّي فِي الْآخِرَةِ أَسْوَأُكُمْ أَخْلَاقًا and the most detested to me 
and the one who will be furthest away from me in the hereafter is the one with bad character. The one with bad character. That person is the most detested to me from among all the believers and the person who is going to be furthest away from me in the akhirat. May Allah Ta'ala save us. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the closeness of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and may Allah Ta'ala make us among those who are beloved to him. May Allah Ta'ala bless us with that akhlaq that will make us beloved to him. Deen is a complete code of life. We have to have everything in place. And the madrasa is a place that is teaching us to have everything in place. The things that we are being taught are not for occasions. It is for life. For example, we have been taught about performing our ma'amulat. We have mentioned this on many occasions, that this is not for the sake of madrasa. And if we are doing it, for example, on certain days in the week, come weekend and we forgot about it. So it means that madrasa, while we in madrasa will do it, the day we finish madrasa, we'll forget about it. Then what have we learned? Then we're doing it for just for the sake of madrasa. So the purpose is to make it a part of our life. If somebody is performing the salah on some days, and if it's a holiday, they're not performing the salah, then what did they really learn in madrasa? That salah is farz, whether a person is in madrasa or out of madrasa. What difference does it make where a person is? Salah is a command of Allah Ta'ala. And missing one salah is such a serious loss. It is like a person lost all their family, all their wealth, everybody passed away in one go, and all the wealth got destroyed in one hit. One earthquake came, one some catastrophe hit, and everything is gone, one hit. What will become a person's condition? Missing one salah is like that. So, a person cannot afford to miss any salah. The ma'amulat is for our spiritual nourishment every day. Whether it is a holiday, whether it is a weekend, whatever it is. So, this is what Madrasa is teaching us, all these things. And among all these aspects is this akhlaq. Having this good akhlaq is what we are being taught. How do we talk to our parents? That's part of good akhlaq. What respect do we have for elders? Do we have haya? That's part of akhlaq. Do we restrain our anger? Do we try to be compassionate to others? Are we ready to sacrifice our own needs for the needs of others? Or are we just all the time concerned about my entertainment, my fun? I must have the best, forget about the rest. They can go die, they can do what they want. If that is the case, then we haven't learned akhlaq. So, Nabi Islam is saying that the one who is most beloved to me is the one with good akhlaq. He'll be the closest to me on the day of Qiyamah. And the one who will be most distant away from me is the one with poor akhlaq. And then Nabi Islam gives one example of this poor akhlaq. Al-Sartharoon, Al-Mutafayhiqoon, Wal-Mutashaddiqoon. Nabi Islam is mentioning various things in this riwayat. One Mutafayhiqoon means Al-Mutakabbiroon. Those who have takabbur, have pride. This is far away from good akhlaq. This is the opposite of good akhlaq. It's terrible akhlaq, pride. So such people, Nabi Islam says, would be furthest away from me. 
and sarsarun and mutashaddiqun. The crux of this is those who speak artificially. This twang. They try to uh, twist the mouth and talk in a style just to try and attract the attention of people or try to make themselves look like they are one better than the next person. So all those artificial accents that we adopt is all part of the same thing. So can we imagine this has been already described in the Hadith Sharif from long before and people regard it as a like a chip on the uh, shoulder they got that they can speak now, they have practiced to speak with a twang now. All this is part of that artificial things. Whereas artificial things are artificial. When a person sees something artificial, it might have a momentary attraction. That bowl of fruit looks very, very attractive, very tempting. But the person can see that it's all plastic. It's all glass. After one minute, don't look at it. It's now lost its attraction. It's good to see, look at it for one minute only. But when now the person is hungry, he needs to eat, then dare anybody present that to him. He'll regard it as the worst insult. Because now the real thing counts. The artificial things just fall by the wayside. Then it becomes an insult if that artificial thing is presented when the real thing is required. So let us make ourselves real people. Real people are those who make, they don't break. To break, any fool can demolish a building. And sometimes that fool will demolish the building in such a way that he'll demolish himself also. Doesn't require any expertise to demolish the building and demolish himself in the process. He'll do both the jobs on time. To demolish it in a way that saves himself requires little but skill. But he can demolish it, no problem. Just that sometimes he'll demolish himself also. He'll get killed in the process too. He'll drop the building on his own head. But the point is that to break something down, to demolish, any fool can do that. But to construct, this requires expertise. Call in the architects, call in the engineers, call in the artisans, call in the expert bricklayers, call in the electrician, call in the plumber, call in the internal decorator, people now want to do all that also. All these people have skills. They have expertise. Now all these people's expertise put together, that beautiful building comes up. To construct is an achievement. To destruct requires nothing. Any fool can destruct. Cause destruction. So, real values are required to construct. A person who has real values, a person who has sabr, a person who has tolerance, a person who has compassion, a person who has forgiveness, a person who has a heart that can overlook, a person who has a heart that is brimming with well-wishing for everybody. Now this is expertise, like somebody is an architect, somebody is an engineer, somebody is a plumber, somebody is a Electrician, all these expertise put together, now they can construct something. So likewise, it is all these expertise in one person now. That compassion, that kindness, that tolerance, that sabr, that 
fear of Allah Taala, the aspect of tawakkul, the aspect of qanaat and contentment, all this is part of akhlaq, the yearning for the hereafter. Now when all these things come together in one person, this person becomes a real constructor. He becomes somebody that can really build bridges between people. Like that bridge that has been built between two ends of the, that bring together the two banks. Huge river. And now they're putting up this bridge across. It requires so much of expertise. But now when this bridge is built, now these two places that were distant from one another, it's all linked. All becomes one. But that requires somebody's expertise. That's an achievement. And to destroy that bridge, any fool can destroy it. He just needs some time, just needs a little bit to go and do something stupid, and he'll destroy the bridge. The achievement is to build. This requires values. And this is why we have to make ourselves valuable and become builders of the ummah. And this comes with that values of akhlaq. We diverted from one thing to the other, but in any case, whatever Allah Ta'ala puts in the heart is what, inshallah, will become beneficial for us. That we were talking about, right from the beginning we started about, that this world unfortunately has become artificial. We need to develop the real values within ourselves. And the real values will make us builders will help us to move forward in life, ourselves also, and we will be building communities, building nations, building families, building bridges between people. And this is a real achievement. But this achievement will not come by makeup. It will not come by plastering ourselves with artificial things. It will not come with designer labels. It will not come with brands. It will come with real values within ourselves. It will come with the true akhlaq. And it will come when we become the real servants of Allah wa ta'ala and the true ummatis of Rasulullah wasallam. Then this will take us forward in life. It will make our lives valuable. And the true value of this we will only realize on the day of Qiyamah. In the light of the hadith that we just discussed, when Nabi Wasallam says, the most beloved to me and the one who will be closest to me in the akhirat is the one who has good akhlaq. These are values. This is what enhances a person. What makes a person truly worth something. This is what we have come to madrasa to learn. Not to try and enhance ourselves artificially. Make ourselves like some thing that we are not. No, let us become real people. Let us become true servants of Allah Ta'ala. It is salah time then no matter what the situation is, that salah is not delayed. Whether it is madrasa day, whether it is the weekend. Because we are true people. And a true person is firstly true to Allah Ta'ala. We are real people. A real person is firstly true to Allah Ta'ala. Because Allah Ta'ala is our creator. Allah Ta'ala is our sustainer. Allah Ta'ala is the one who is keeping us walking and talking. Who is enabling us to breathe who has blessed us with all the ni'mats and bounties. So the main obligation from the side of Allah Ta'ala is our five times salah. So how can a person who is a real person, who a ha- real person has loyalty in him, 
has loyalty. He's not disloyal. And the first loyalty is to Allah Ta'ala. So a loyal person won't miss his salah. Person who is disloyal, doesn't have loyalty in his life, her life, then it doesn't mean anything if they miss salah also. Now this is a sign of disloyalty. And we have to be loyal to Allah Ta'ala. Can we imagine somebody tells us to our face, you're a disloyal person. It's such a terrible insult. Now a person doesn't perform the salah, what are they practically saying to Allah Ta'ala? That I have na'uz billah, I'm not really loyal to you. Allah Ta'ala, who blessed us with everything, and we're not loyal to Him. And likewise, the tasbih, the dhikr that we make, it is for Allah Ta'ala. We are remembering our Creator, our Sustainer, our Ma'mulad, the Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. This is to remember our Benefactor, that being who has showered everything on us, and every moment in our life, He's showering countless blessings upon us. And then because it is a weekend, it's an off day, then we don't have to remember Him, Na'uzubillah. What kind of loyalty this is within ourselves? So our loyalty, now real people have these values. And these values then make them loyal. Because they have loyalty in them. It makes them totally obedient to Allah wa ta'ala. It makes them use all the ni'mats of Allah ta'ala in His obedience. And then they totally submit themselves to Allah wa ta'ala. And these are the people that will see the worth that they have been blessed with on the day of Qiyamah when they will be among the closest people to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant us this true akhlaq, grant us this true value. May Allah ta'ala enable us to realize how worthless these artificial things of the world are and the artificial attractions of the world are and all these make-believe things of the world are and this makeup of the world is and all the brand labels and the designer labels, how worthless this really is. May Allah Ta'ala give us the realization of these things and enable us to have the true value of the ittiba of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and having the akhlaq of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in us. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب